You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The NFL is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season. Receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limit-time offer now by heading to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and checking out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same-game parlays. And if you live in a non-sportsbook state... Not to worry, because DraftKings is home to daily fantasy sports. Just draft your lineup and enter for a chance to win weekly cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 2, Episode 73, as I'm doing a solo pod as Andy is celebrating his brother's wedding and uh, is not available this weekend. I, on the other hand, had myself a weekend in Atlantic City, I'm walking away up $300, so I'm pretty excited about that, so if I sound a pretty pretty roughed up right now it's because uh yeah i'm hurting and uh it's it was a uh, it was a tough night it really was so that's a seltzer it's not a beer i need something to just kind of get me through you know the next half hour uh you know got a little bit of the shakes i think a lot of people know what i'm going through right now so um i know some of you that listen um, are also dealing with the same thing i am uh being that you were down in an ac as well so uh you know, I, I apologize if uh, uh, for the uh, maybe lack of energy that I might have, but I'm trying to I'm going to push through it and just uh, be a battler here. So, all right. Uh, the first thing, you know, that I wanted to bring up was uh, something that I came across on the way home uh, to rest stop. I checked Instagram real quick and I saw a interview they had with 
Gallant. It was on the New York Rangers Instagram. And it was just, you know, getting to know the coach and some of the questions they they got to ask him. And one came across, and it really doesn't have anything to do with hockey, but it's probably really the first time that I've come across another person who feels the same way I do on an airplane. And I could be completely wrong. A majority of the people could feel this way. But if you're on an airplane, Gallant likes the aisle seat. Now, I'm a big aisle seat person, and I have my reasons why I like the aisle seat. But looking out the window, I think, in a plane, once you've done it a couple times, it might be the most overrated thing. You're, for the last 30 seconds of the flight and the first 30 seconds of the flight, it's pretty cool. But the, the entire time, I don't know if it's worth the entire sacrifice of being pinned into the row of seats. Like, now you're stuck on the wall. The aisle seat is elite because, you know, you could kind of get up and go at your will. And, you know, you don't have someone immediately to your left or to your right. You kind of just chill and you got the area around the aisle. And uh, I don't know. I just, uh, it's, a, it's a better seat. I just think it's an overall better seat. And, and you know, for me being a Rangers fan and hearing Gallant, Gallant say that, it, it struck me as something I found interesting. I'm glad he's an aisle seat guy. And, you know, it's just another thing that I like about the guy. You know, we have we share that bond. We have that in common. So I'll have to ask Andy. Obviously, he's on a flight home right now. So I wonder if he got the window or the aisle seat. So we're going to ask him. I mean, the middle, no one picks the middle. There's no way that someone prefers sitting in the middle. That's like, you know, you have to sit there. If like you're a solo and a sold out flight, you'll get a middle seat. There'll be a middle seat somewhere. That you're not, you're not gonna convince me that there's people out there that like enjoy the middle seat. That's just out of out of control. All right. Uh, another thing that came I came across on Instagram and obviously the Rangers Instagram is they have a weird. I'm gonna pull this up right now. So if you're listening, if you go to the Rangers Instagram, they have these. They've been doing it for a while and. You know, this hashtag meet the movement, right? And they focus on on a player. And this one I'm looking at is Jacob Truba. And then they have these weird like descriptions like superior, superior physical edge, match up defenseman, protects teammates, shuts down opposition's best. That's debatable. And then what's the last one? They. That's the last one they posted. Oh, here's one for Igor. Elite puck movement. Plays with swagger. Fights to the whistle. Exceptional lateral lateral skill. Man, mine would be awful speaker. Can't pronounce words very well. Uh, raspy voice. Extremely hungover. And they have them for a few different players, but they started this meet the movement. I guess it's for the youth, but. Yeah, it's it's just very strange. You know, here's one, Artemi Panarin. His is a little bit different. His is not going through the picture. Elite playmaker, premier forward, a must-see player, exceptional on-ice vision. I just feel like it's a very odd way of, you know, posting. Here's one from Adam Fox. Premier defenseman, high hockey IQ, elite lateral ability. Power play quarterback, meet the movement, Adam Fox. It's just a uh, very strange. If you you know go on it again, probably just me being a little uh, a little weird. 
I just don't, I, I don't see how that, I don't know. I don't, the meet the movement thing. I, I just can't, I really just can't get behind. Um, it just, how about, how about hashtag make the playoffs and that's it. Leave it at that. I don't, I don't need this. We don't need to start a movement. Just win more games, make the playoffs and fight for a Stanley cup, please. That's all I want. I don't need this. We need to start a youth movement because we all have young kids on the team. All right. I don't want that. What that is the meet the movement, the youth movement is an excuse for when you fail in the future. And I don't like that because they're going to use the, ah, you know, we're young. I don't, it's, it's over. The youth movement, it's over. That was two years ago. All right. So I'm going to move on to something a little bit more, yeah, I guess uh, more hockey related. And it's, a, you know, the news about Henrik Lundqvist, you know, I, I felt like when he signed with the Capitals and, you know, he was going to be a cap, obviously going for, going to a city that he felt, excuse me, man, I'm having a rough time, heartburn, that he could, you know, win a Stanley Cup. And I thought, you know, Capitals, you know, did have an opportunity there. He would have been their starter, I think, for sure. Uh, but it's just eerie now. Uh, this news article just came out on NHL.com. I thought it was pretty interesting. Just, you know, how close Lundqvist was to actually playing. And he was, I guess, three days away from, like, going to Washington. And then he found out that he had that pericarditis. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of weird that, he got that and now obviously that's a you know with with covid and stuff and and pericarditis is like a huge huge thing you see it everywhere but it's just crazy that you saw it and it was you know he was 3 days away from playing and that's when he found out that he had it and you know when he signed the one year deal to go to the capitals everyone was saying like he's still still the hank you know still the hank of old like he still got it and then he gets hit with this and i believe it was weeks and voros was 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 doing a camp so he got the surgery and he was gonna take like seven weeks or something to train he got a private rank in jersey he was training and weeks was like nah this i mean he's he's the old hank like this is this is not a setback at all like he was right there and then he got news that there was just uh like a little viral attack on uh i guess the outer layer of his heart and it caused inflammation and he was just like, you know, at that point, I just got to listen to my body. It's obviously telling me that, you know, I, I need to slow down a little bit. And, and, you know, this is why I have to retire because like, it's, it's time for my body to get its proper rest. And it's no longer a, uh, a machine that can play at an elite level. It needs time to heal and, and get better. And, you know, I, I think he ultimately made the right decision and not forced anything because the last thing you need to do is, uh, you know, be messing around, especially with you know, a heart related injury. It's just, uh, it's tough. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, and you know, if you look at, if you look at Hank and you know, how, how much he like prides himself on, you know, his health and fitness. I mean, he even changed the way he lost like a bunch of weight. He changed the way he played as he got older. Like not many goalies do that. Elite goalies do that. They kind of stick to, you know, what worked for them and stick to their guns. And, you know, that's why, you know, Hank was an elite goalie for so long. Uh, and other news, uh, just to change it, change it up here. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes made an offer sheet to Kot Kot Niemi. I can't say this name. It's going to be tough. I wish Andy was here to help me, you know, pronunciate it and, and walk me through this name. 
But uh, I'll just call him uh, Niemi because I, I'm really in a state of mind right now that I can't be pronouncing this name. He got an offer sheet from the Hurricanes, $6.1 million, which puts Montreal, if they match it, over the cap. So they're going to have to do something. This is what the NHL offseason needs. The NHL needs this. And I, and I hope, I hope Carolina gets it. I, I really do. I really want them to go to Carolina. Because I think this could open a door to say, hey, listen, offer sheeting, it's fair game. All right. You can't judge people for doing it. You can't knock GMs for wanting to improve their roster by offer sheeting, you know, for players that are currently not under contract. He's a restricted free agent. Why can't they go after him? Like this is the point of being a restricted free agent as far or, or compared to an unrestricted free agent. You're still a free agent at the end of the day. You just, you know, you have rights to his contract. But the reason they call it a restricted free agent is there's this still the possibility that another team could make an like an offer sheet claim for him. So I love this. This is, you know, the best news that I could have gotten this weekend is that there was an offer sheet on the table. And I did hear, you know, a couple funny things, um, you know, saying, you know, if Montreal doesn't, um, you know, doesn't. Um, Oh my God, this is, a, I'm having a brain fart. If Montreal doesn't match the, the offer, right, then, you know, maybe Montreal just offers sheets for Pedersen and just brings him in. I don't know, but that would be great. Just the domino effect of offer sheeting going on. I think that would be wild to see. And I, I would absolutely embrace it and love it. Well, I'm going to take a sip here. Just spill some on the computer. Not that great. Yeah, no, just absolutely great. I'm, I've been saying to Andy, you know, there's no reason why the Rangers don't offer sheet. None. You you want a center, right? We're so desperate to bring in a center. Just go get Pedersen. I, I don't know why that's that big of a deal. But apparently, you know, uh, maybe, you know, Drury in this first year doesn't really want to ruffle too many feathers, which is fine. But, you know, this is you got to do what you got to do. You think Bill Belichick cares what the other, you know, uh, coaches or GMs care about him. He wants his guys. He'll get his guys, and he plays to you know win football games. That's it. We need someone who's a little bit more cutthroat. Just send the offer sheet over. Who cares? I mean, I'm done. You know, I I hate this. Like it's a club, and you don't want to ruffle feathers and be that guy. Just who cares? It's 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 a game. Get over it. So, all right. So today I did really want to talk about um, the. Uh, the, you know, this, there's a couple standings that I've seen so far, right? And they, I'm the type of guy that you just kind of want to be in the middle. You never want to be too high, right? You never want to, you never want to be obviously too low. You just kind of want to be that middle of the pack team, I think, in these preseason standings. And, uh, you know, the Rangers for me, they're not a guaranteed playoff team. Like, like that's just the reality of it. But you know, looking at where some people are placing them in in the the, the standings is is pretty pretty crazy. So, you know, I I'm looking at this you know our division right now. If it's go, it's because it's going back to normal. But you know, you have Pittsburgh, Washington, those two teams. I'm waiting for them to stink. They just somehow find ways to win, and I know they got some good players, but I'm just over Crosby. I'm over Ovechkin. Like, I want to be the next team where, like, that's my identity, right? I want to be the team that's good for the next 15 years because we have good players. 
I don't want to be like, ah, well, they had one good year, but then they stunk. They had two good years, and then they stink. I want to be always at the top of the, the food chain for the next 15 years because we have you know, an identity. We have structure. We have leadership. I want that. I want to be what the Pittsburgh Peng- Penguins and the Washington Capitals are to the Mass Mutual um, division. I want to be that. I want to strive to that. Then, you, obviously, you have the Boston um, uh, well. Yeah, for me, you have the Pittsburgh and Washington, right? And then you're going to have uh, the New York Islanders, who are going to be a playoff team. They'll probably win the division. In my eyes, they're the best coach team in the division. And, you know, for them to lose the way they did to the Tampa Bay Lightning, basically being a game away from winning a Stanley Cup. I mean, let's face it. You know, the Islanders would have beaten beaten the shit out of uh, – um, Oh God, the Montreal Canadiens. I am so I am having such a hard time right now. The Montreal Canadiens. So, and then you know, looking going down, Philly. I I think Philly stinks. I don't see why they're going to be that much better. I I don't really understand some of the moves that they made. They made some questionable moves, but uh, overall, I'm not really concerned with Philly. Uh, you know, obviously I spoke Washington, Pittsburgh. We're probably going to be in the mix. Carolina is going to be a tough team. We're going to have to battle with them. But I, for me, the, I don't know. The Carolina Hurricanes, I feel like they got to prove to me that they're ready to take the next step to be an elite team in the NHL. I mean, they, the division that they played in uh, last year, obviously they had some tough competition with um, Tampa Bay and Florida being as good as they were. Um, you know, they, they're in a similar situation where they got a lot of young talent and they're still growing. But for me to take them serious as a cup contender, they gotta they gotta prove they gotta prove something. And uh, you know, I, I know they're gonna be something to worry about. You know, they're good enough certainly to be a top three, you know, finisher in, in the metro. But uh um th- again, they gotta prove to me that they're ready to take the next step. Uh and then Columbus is gonna stink and the Devils are gonna stink. And that's pretty much you know, I've seen the Rangers as high as like second in the division and as low as second to last in the division. I don't see the Rangers how they're going to be second to last. All right. Realistically, if we can go down down the line right now, Islander, this is safe. I think very conservative, uh, like, you know, Vegas odds would this would basically win me no money because this is very, I think, pretty accurate on how the standings are going to go. I think it's going to go Islanders. I think it'll go Carolina. I think it'll go. Pittsburgh. Nope. I'm going Washington, Pittsburgh. I'm hoping Crosby gets hurt. Rangers, Flyers, Jackets, Devils. I believe I hit everyone. I think I did hit hit all of them. That's how I think the standings are going to go. So, you know, for the New York Rangers to be a playoff team, you know, they also have a lot to prove. And they're just like the Carolina Hurricanes in in a similar situation. Except that, you know, Carolina may be a year or two ahead in terms of success. But, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes want to be a true cup contender. And right now, you know, given who they have to play against last year, that was tough for them. Are they ready to take the next step? I don't know. Are are the, you know, uh, New York Islanders, are they going to go on a revenge tour and guarantee themselves the first seed in the the Metro? Probably. So those two teams will worry. Now the third spot, right, is still open. But your Rangers are going to be fighting with Pittsburgh, Philly, and Washington. 
for to me, we're better than two of those teams. I think we're definitely better than the Flyers, but could lose to them. I, I think we're better than them. And I think we're better than Pittsburgh. I, I'm going to say we're better than Pittsburgh every single year until we're better than Pittsburgh. And then I'm going to you know, pat myself on the back and talk about how right I was. But I, I'm sick of Pittsburgh being good. There's no, they, they got to drop off eventually. So I, I'm putting Pittsburgh, um, you know, pro- probably in that third. But, you know, in terms of getting the wild card, you know, if you look at the other division, again, you're going to be fighting with, you have, Boston, Tampa, Toronto, and Florida are going to be fighting for the top three. So one of those, you know, one of those teams are definitely going to get a wild card. So now you're, you basically are battling for the last wild card with Montreal and maybe Ottawa. Ottawa, I thought they were going to be better than, than they were last year. Last year was kind of rough. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was just how the divisions were set up and, you know, with with the Canadian division just being like an all, like a shootout. Like basically, it was a men's league hockey tournament up there with how many goals that they were scoring a game. It was a joke. And I don't know if they just didn't fit that narrative, but I think Ottawa's going to be a much better team. I could see them, you know, uh, you know, fighting for that last or being in the mix, maybe. Maybe not ever actually being in that last wild card position, but always being a team that you have to look out in the standings. And you know, those are big games when you play against those teams because, you know, that's the difference between making a wild card spot and missing out. You know, it's okay to lose to Boston, but it's not okay to lose to the Detroits, the Ottawa's, the Buffaloes. You got to beat those teams. It's 500 against the good teams, and then you got to beat the balls off the, uh, um, you know, the shittier teams. That's, that's how, you know, that's how you make it. That's how you make the playoffs. Jeez, man, I'm struggling. Um, you know, o- overall this year for the New York Rangers, for me, uh, I would expect a wild card spot. I don't think we're going to crack the top three. I just think that's me. Uh, we could, though. We very well could. If there's a team to fall off, I definitely think it would be one of the, the Pittsburgh or Washington. Um, I, I, d- I really don't think Philly's going to be that good. I'm very curious to see because Philly obviously had the young goaltender and, uh, you know, uh, Elaine Vigneault hates young you know, young players he likes a veteran core group and i'm I'm curious to see if he kind of just kind of when he left him out to dry this season if that goaltending kind of breaks in philly i mean wouldn't be surprised considering you know the narrative of philly never winning a stanley cup has always been they've had everything except goaltending which you know uh you know with carter hart you thought you know they found that and fixed it but <laughs> Everybody wanted AV. They thought it was a, a brilliant move to enhance that offense and be a little bit more offensive. But you sacrifice the defensive side of it and kind of leave your goalie out to dry. If you don't have a goalie like Henrik Lundqvist with that experience and and uh, you know uh, experience in net, then it could be tough. And having a young goaltender in his first few seasons play in a system where he's kind of you know left out to dry in some situations could could be detrimental to his growth. So. Very interesting to see what happens with Hart in Philadelphia. Again, oh man, uh, Washington, another team I'm just waiting for to be bad. But you know Ovechkin's going to go on a goal-scoring spree this season. I, I think he wants the record, so I think that's going to be the main focus in his head. So hopefully, you know, when, when selfish Ovi is on Washington, the team struggles. They never won Stanley Cups. It was when Ovechkin had trots. And Trotz convinced them to play more of a team game is when he got his Stanley Cup. 
But now that Ovi's chasing the record, maybe, and this is all coming to fruition right now for me, maybe selfish Ovi just becomes, you know, I'll, I'm going to score, you know, I'm going to score 60 goals this season, but I'm also going to be like a minus 30 because I don't really care about defense. I just want to score goals. And hopefully Washington then misses the playoffs. I mean, it's a possibility. I could see them being a wild card team. You know, it definitely all depends on how the Rangers uh, match up against the middle of the pack teams. How many points are they going to give away? How many points are they going to, you know, uh, steal? You know how important it is to get the extra point when you go into overtime. You know, Rangers need to be better, you know, in the shootout situations and overtime situations. You need that extra point. It's, it's huge. Too many points are given out as it is. And to be pissing them away, uh, you know, at any point in the season is uh, detrimental. You saw how. How many games the Rangers, you know, uh, gave away, especially to Pittsburgh? You know, how many times were they up with a couple minutes to go and either lost in overtime or, or lost in regulation? It was just like, come on, guys. Like, these are the points that, you know, you look at it at the end of the season when you're six points out of the final playoff spot. You look back at those games, you're like, we just finished those off or at least got to overtime. You know, we'd be two or three points out, not, not six or seven. So, um, you know, every game's important, obviously. Um, also to the, uh, New Jersey devils, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. I think they're going to be, they're going to be bad. I think the only team that they might be better than is is Columbus. And the the reason I say New Jersey specifically is going to be bad is that they have too much hype for themselves right now. I, I think devil fans are acting like they got the best player in the world and, in um, oh my God, who they sign. Oh God, Dougie Hamilton, you know, they acted like he's going to change the organization. It's like, listen, you needed more help than that. You got a couple bad contracts that you needed to get rid of. And, you know, I don't know what Hughes is going to turn into this year. Uh, Nico's got to stay healthy. I, I just don't trust the New Jersey Devils. I think they're just going to be second to last. That's, that's my opinion. Columbus is going to be awful. I think they might be one of the worst teams in the league next year, if not the worst team in the league. And yeah, that's pretty much, uh, you know, I got for that in terms of the standings. The reason I, I brought up the standings, though, and I told you was the everyone likes to throw up their you know predictions on how everything's going to lay out. And usually they're always, always wrong. Right. Always wrong. Like it's never the way people think it's going to go. But I don't like that they have all these people have their New York Rangers really high. I don't like it. Again, I want to be in the middle of the pack. Give me the sixth seed. Give me Columbus in eight, Devils in seven, Rangers in six. You need to be hungry. It keeps the edge on you. You know, I don't need to see it's going to be New York Islanders, the New York Rangers in the second seed, and the Pittsburgh Penguins in the, fourth, in, in the third seed. I don't need to see that. I, I want to see the Rangers in the middle of the pack, be hungry, fight for that spot, and, uh, you know, let's have ourselves a season. Um, let's see, do I have anything else for you here? Uh, you know, also too, as soon as I said that the Rangers were going to name Kreider the captain, I stopped seeing Kreider stuff on, uh, getting pushed on, on social media. So now I'm wondering if the hockey gods are like, you know what, we'll toss it, toss this kid a bone. We won't make Kreider the next captain of the New York Rangers. Oh my God, I got heartburn. 
you know, it, you know, for me, I they need a captain without a doubt. Need a captain. I I don't even mind if they wait and they sign Mika to a big deal and then name him captain. I wouldn't mind if they went that route, but I really do think they need a captain when the season starts. You know, this, this youth movement, these kids need to know, you know, that there's a guy they can, they can turn to when things go bad. And, you know, we didn't have that the last couple of seasons. I know we addressed being tough, but there's a, a culture in the locker room when a team is young that, you know, these kids need to learn, right? They need to listen. They need to hear some of these older players talk about the moments they've experienced going through some of the growing pains of being an NHL player, being an NHL team that's on the cusp of maybe making the playoffs. They need that player. And I know it's it's kind of silly to say a C on the jersey, you know, makes them feel better or makes them feel a little bit more comforted. But I do think that, that that is the case. And I really do think that the Rangers need a captain going into next season. Who the captain is, I don't know. But at this point, I'm, I, I'm, I'm waving the white flag and I'm willing to take Chris Kreider as the captain if it means that things are a little bit more calm in the locker room. Because I think last year when we had all those problems, you know, you don't know whose locker room is it. You know, it, it's like obviously Panarin's all, all, our all-star. Jeez. I'm I'm struggling today. But he wasn't really our captain. And you can say, you know, Mika was, but it's like, well, if Mika's our captain, why is it so awkward that he's not named the captain? So I don't know if he was truly ready to step up. You have rumors of Truba being that guy in the locker room. That's fine, but we'll make Truba the captain then. Like, I don't know why we're sitting and waiting if all these guys are so great in the locker room. Like make someone ca- a captain. A captain doesn't need to be at the top of the points, uh, you know, uh, stat line every night, you know, or at the end of the season be number one in points. That's not what a captain is. The captain is, you know, he runs the locker room. You know, he he, you know, basically is a guide for the younger younger players, and you know, is the um, intermediary for the coaches and the teammates. So, you know, it, Rangers. They need someone like that. They need the role announced. They need to make it official. They need to slap a C on someone's jersey. And, you know, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I know the Rangers are original six organization and maybe they feel like they just shouldn't be throwing the C around. But at the end of the day, you look at the last two captains, they traded away. So I don't see what the big deal is anyway. It's not, it's not something sacred in New York. You know, it's just, it's something that, you know, obviously has a lot of meaning, but at the end of the day, I don't think anyone is going to get upset. Um, you know that you know the the captain isn't an all star every season. You know the captain is just who the captain is. It's you know he's the leader, and he doesn't have to be the most skilled guy. He doesn't have the guy with the most points. That's not what the captain is supposed to be. And I think we've kind of lost that. You know, with you know Matthews and Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin. You know, the captains are always, you know, the best player on the team. It's like, that's not how, that's not always the case. It'd be nice if that was the case in New York, but right now we're not in a position to make that happen. So just my thoughts on the captaincy and the standings and, and everything else. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Andy and I will be back, uh, this week together again. And, you know, I, I don't know. 
I guess I need to touch on Jack Eichel. I haven't heard a, a peep from anybody or anything. Not a rumbling, not a rumor, nothing. Nothing on Twitter, nothing on Reddit. Nothing. There's nothing. It's like it's almost like Jack Eichel never actually existed. I mean, no one's talking about it right now. And I, I wonder if it's just a waiting game. It's just a, who, who's got more patience to outweigh the, uh, outweigh this situation. And, you know, I think teams are going to be like, listen, we love Jack, right, Buffalo? But we also don't know if he's going to be able to play this season if we don't get him to the doctor and cleared for this surgery. We don't know what we're getting into. We want to see the doctor reports. We want to see the doctor's notes before we invest $10 million a year in a cap space to this player that might not be able to play or might be a shell of himself when he comes back or maybe you know he gets injured and he can't play ever again so you know the injury i don't know how serious it is but if it's as serious as it is labeled then these teams really need to be cautious and i, I don't know I, I i'm glad the hype has kind of died down a little bit but man oh man it's just it's probably going to come out of you know left field when it gets announced where he's going, but I I really hope it's not the New York Rangers. I, I got to end on that case. I'm going to end on once again. I hope the New York Rangers do not trade for Jack Eichel. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.